Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Before we get to fish bites with Navi, I want to talk about one of our favorite places, Russ, and uh, a couple of times a year we try and touch base with the National Ability Center up there in uh, the Park City area. And it is such a great place, such a great program that benefits uh, so many people. Many of them are veterans, by the way. Veterans, and and I know they work a lot with autistic kids, too. You've had uh, family members that have been up there, haven't you? I have, yeah. For some activities, we thought it'd be great to talk to them because right around the corner here in a couple of weeks, the Saluting Our Heroes banquet is going to be happening. The luncheon, which we have had the privilege of attending and always hear some inspiring speakers. Uh, Always a great luncheon. But we've done it in the past here in downtown Salt Lake City, and this year they're going to have it up at the NAC Center itself, which I think is a great idea. And to help us uh, sort it all out, Caitlin Bognoski joins us now. Caitlin, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. We were uh, talking in our news of the week about some of the exciting things that are coming for the winter. We're Navi and I are both skiers. Russ has been out uh, at least one time to give it a shot. Oh, come on. I took lessons. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> it. Like three times. Um, but one of the uh, great events, one of the great uh, sports that uh, the NAC participates in is skiing. And you broke some news to us here just before we jumped in to record our interview about uh, changes up at Park City that are exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So we run a lot of ski and snowboard programs um, every winter, I think about 5,000 in a winter. And so we just broke ground on a brand-new state-of-the-art mountain center that will be right there at the base of Park City Mountain. Um, And it's just going to be amazing for our participants, a much much better experience for them with, you know, accessible bathrooms, ENC out access. Um, So it's really going to be an improvement for our participant experience. Sum up for our listeners that may not know or may not have heard our conversations in the past about what the NAC is all about. Yeah, we've been around since 1985, um, providing adaptive outdoor recreation for people of all abilities. Um, So as you mentioned, about a third of who we serve are military service members, veterans, and their families. Another third are people on the autism spectrum. And then the other third is truly any other kind of disability you can imagine. Um, We're able to get people out biking and and skiing and climbing and doing archery and equestrian. Um, So we offer over 20 different programs. um, And we just love, you know, making the outdoors more accessible for everybody. Swimming, rafting, archery. And, Russ, we've looked into the eyes of some of these guys that thought when they came back with an injury uh, from, you know, serving their country – 
that the things they enjoyed previous to their deployment would never be possible again in their lives. And they find out they are. And it makes such a difference in their life and the life of their families. Uh, You need to find out more about these uh, great programs that are up there. And hopefully Russ and I will be able to make it up there on October 20th. And I mentioned going into our conversation, Caitlin, that instead of being in downtown Salt Lake City, it's going to happen right there at the NAC. It is, yes, yes. We would love to have you guys up. Um, you know, we, in the last time we hosted the luncheon was actually 2019. Um, and since then, we've opened a new building on our campus that we call The Hub. Um, and we'll be able to have about 300 people for a seated luncheon there. And so we loved having it down at the Grand America. They were a great partner. Um, but we just thought it would be really impactful for everyone that it was attending to be on our campus, get to see our facilities, um, you know, see what we what we can offer our participants. So we're really excited to have it up there. Um, and it'll keep our costs down a little bit as well for hosting the luncheon, which means, you know, more of those donation dollars and sponsorship dollars raised through the luncheon will actually go to our military participants and our military programs, which I think is really great. I'll be honest with you, and I'm sure Russ will second this, that uh, as much as I look forward to a nice meal, (laughs) uh, the the inspiration that you walk away from and the feeling that, you know, whatever you thought your problems were in your life are minimal compared to what some people have actually overcome, uh, come from the speakers that are there. And I know the keynote speaker is going to be General Martin Dempsey, who is the 18th chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And uh, Frank DeVito is also going to be there. He's the founder of Heroes Haven. Their words of uh, inspiration are the reason people go to this luncheon, besides being able to help NAC. Yes, absolutely. No, we're really excited to hear from both of them. Um, You know, every every event we like to certainly highlight one of our participants um, so that people really get a feel for what the National Ability Center can do for people. So we're honored that Frank was willing to do that. um, So we're excited for both of them. Yeah. All right. So it's October 20th. Uh, during the uh, lunch hour, and if people want information, it's discovernac.org to get tickets. Is that right? Correct. Yep. If they go to that website and just scroll down, they'll see the Saluting Our Heroes luncheon, um, and they'll sort of click through to follow that to our registration page. Um, I will say, our, you know, because the, li- the space is about half of what it was at Grand America, we do recommend that if people are interested that they hop on and register now. Um, we're excited to have a full house up there. Yeah. Uh, and we'll come up and we'll actually uh, do several interviews with uh, those in attendance. And, and maybe the keynote would be fantastic if we could squeeze a little time from him uh, on the side from the other um, responsibilities that day. Tell me about the uh, field of flags. This is going to be uh, something. Is this new? No. So we've actually always done the field of flags, and we will do that again this year. Um, those will go up the Monday prior to Veterans Day, and then they'll be taken down the Monday after. So that's sort of on a more typical timeline. Um, those will be, you know, in, in November, surrounding November 11th. Um, and last year, actually, we hosted a ceremony there when we were unable to host the luncheon just because of the way the world was at the time. Um, we hosted a ceremony over there. So we will not have the ceremony, but we certainly welcome people to head over to Myers Hospital. It's a beautiful display um, and, you know, walk among the American flags and Think about any service members or veterans that that might be in their family or group of friends. Yeah. I do want to make sure anytime we talk about it to mention some of the great sponsors that have supported this. Of course, you make some money from fundraisers like the luncheon, but really without the Granger Foundation or the uh, George and Dolores Dory Eccles Foundation or the Moran Family Foundation, none of these things would happen. No, absolutely. We are so thankful to them. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, much more, many more of those 
sponsorship dollars are going to go straight to our military participants. And, you know, I know that's very important to those folks. Um, and we're very thankful, you know, we're able to provide um, this past year over 1,100 service members, veterans, and their families came to the NAC to participate in just one year. So um, we were able to keep costs very low and or free for them. Um, and so we're very thankful to those sponsors. One of the most inspiring stories that comes to mind to me, and I'm sure you have some, Caitlin, too. Uh, how long have you been with NAC, by the way? I've been there about three years. Um, I actually started on the program side of the organization, um, running the military programs. I'm a veteran myself, and our keynote speaker is actually my dad. So grew up in a military family as well. Um, my husband was in, so long line of military, and that was, you know, seeing what the National Ability Center did for for our service members was absolutely what drew me to, to go over there and see about getting a job. Wow, that's some information I didn't have at my fingertips. <laughs> Dad's actually the keynote speaker. I love that. No, but one of the great stories, and Russ, you'll remember this because we were up at uh, the center doing some interviews, and it was, uh, I don't remember if he was double amputee or, or had lost one leg, but loved to mountain bike and never thought he'd be able to do it again. And he was he out of mountain bike, bike yeah. on the track that was right adjacent to the NAC. Just to watch the joy in his face makes all the difference in the world, Caitlin. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I was one of the lucky ones that, you know, came home and, and was okay, but that's not a lot of people's story. And so what we do for them and give them that adrenaline rush and that access to the outdoors again that they might have thought was no longer accessible to them is really amazing. Yeah. can People obviously can make donations anytime, can't they? Absolutely, yes. So for just general donations, there's um, just a donate button right on the main page of our website. Um, but also on the registration page for Saluting Our Heroes, if they would like to donate directly to our military programs, um, there is an option on there for a general donation as well. We started by talking about uh, skiing and, and the exciting news from Park City. One of the things I'm most excited about is that in the switchover to Vail, they continued the relationship and may actually be building on it, uh, which I hope is the case. Yes, absolutely. Vail is one of our biggest partners, um, and we could not run our ski and snowboard program without them. So. Very, very good partner to the National Ability Center. Yeah. And, and those uh, guys and gals in the bucket will outdo me on the ski hill <laughs> any day. Any huh? day. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable athletes, for yeah. sure, yes. Yeah, uh, and I have some scary moments on two skis. I can't imagine anybody putting me in the bucket. That would scare me to death. Caitlin uh, Bugnoski, thank you so much for your time. And, again, the date is October 20th and happens up at the NAC for lunch. A great, great get-together. Find out more by going to discovernac.org. Caitlin, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Don't go away. We'll get to your fish bites. Coming up next, Navidowskis rejoins us here on KSL Outdoors Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Papa was a fisherman. Oh, yeah. Papa was a fisherman. 
loved his cars and his steel guitars. Papa was a fishing man. Here we go. I'll have you know when Navadomskis is in mixed company with other people, he complains about his lead-in music to, to really? Fish Bites. Yeah. Thinks it's a little dated. He's looking for something new. What do you, what do you want, Mike? It's, it's, it's not only antiquated, it's, it's, not, it's not cerebral. You want something cerebral? Yeah, because I think... I think fishing, I get that, you know, he's just a fishing man. He's a boy who's got a day off and a pension check to spend. It's, okay. it's more, it's more scientific. It's more artistic. It's, it's, it's more eloquent. What would the, what would the no, music no. be that, that images that for we need people? A new segment. Van Morrison no, or Van no. Morrison. No, we need to, we need, fish bites need to be Mike. Speaking to us about the beauty of <laughs> in a fishing. poetic way. I don't know if I whacked that. <laughs> I was topic, I was on the Weber River. Remember, but okay. Remember, flowing. Good. Okay, remember but, our objective here is, right. is to keep <laughs> oh, people listening. Oh, attract people to the show. <laughs> oh, oh, you had me fooled there for a minute. Well, you know the music doesn't do that, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, find some new music. Just keep week, working on that list. You sent me some that you thought would work for the football game, so let's find some that works for the show, and then we'll. I would love yeah. to. All I right. would love that'd be All a great right. endeavor to be involved with. But let's talk fishing, okay, yes. everybody? Yeah. Now, if you listened last week, I gave you an inside tip. And my wife says, do you know the water's coming down? I go, no, I just got a gut feeling. <laughs> Literally, Friday uh, before it even aired, the water came down. Yeah. So, look, I told you that we have um, irrigation contracts with all of our streams that empty the Wasatch. And, you know, of course, our you know, public needs that to water, you know, all the fields and all the agriculture. But I kind of had a feeling they were going to cut it off early last week. Last year they cut off seven days. This year they went two weeks. So the water is down. And, yes, the fishing just went nuts. So if you want to go fishing, literally every drainage that we have, and we can start clear up in Logan, come all the way down to the Provo, and everything in between. All of those rivers are down, and they're perfect. And I mean perfect with the clarity like I was up there all weekend, the fishing is phenomenal. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are upset because the moss is high. The warm water of August just makes that moss grow a little bit. But you know what? Keep it off the bottom. So I'm just saying go ahead with the terrestrial. So they're still. I told you the hoppers were still out. They're still out. They're lethargic. They're not flying very well because of the cold mornings, but it doesn't matter. They're landing on the water, and the fish are still looking up. So it's the best of both worlds. You can fish the surface, or you can fish underneath. And everybody goes, well, what do you throw underneath? Well, I like a purple prince this time of year. I mean, it's like a go-to fly. Any caddis, bead heads will work. Um, I mean, your, your usual suspects, you know, your copper johns, your hare's ears, all those nymphs with a bead. And you want to have a bead because it keeps it stretched. There's no slack between your top fly and your bottom fly. The, the, the big thing now is these new hooks. And, again, I'm so old school. But the new hooks now are like jig heads. So they actually have the eye in the middle. So they, they stay parallel to the bottom as they float downriver underneath your fly. That's becoming a real trend. But really, it doesn't matter. The fish are just ready to go. And they're going to hit everything. Fishing is really, really good. I can't tell you it's going to get better 
because it's just perfect. The mornings are so cool and lovely. The fish are just gorging themselves. It's a great weekend to go fishing. And this is that super good window that happens about twice a year, spring and fall. And it's going to be this way all the way till late November. So, there. Since the rivers, the lakes have been getting great because the inclines, because of the temperatures stratified, every five feet is a whole nother temperature. So you'll find all the fish in the exact same spot if you're going to the lake. I mean, when people say, when's a good time to go fishing? And the answer is now. Now. Yeah. 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 For so many reasons, this is my favorite time of year. Football, cool air, you know, the fall colors. Oh, and that reflects right on the water. Yeah. Those leaves, so beautiful. It is beautiful. All right. And uh, I do stand corrected. While we were in the break, Navi reminded me that if that video that we talked about uh, of the, and I said gator, if that video came from Australia, that was not a gator, that was a cock. Yep. So there you go. Uh, Corrected me as he often does. Navidowskis, we're going to let you get back to class. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Hopefully I'll see you soon. All right, buddy. Okay, bye-bye. We'll take a news break here at the top of the hour. On the other side, Russell, we'll meet Russell. Russell Norvell, the avian uh, conservation program coordinator. We're going to talk condors. And no, you cannot saddle one. Yeah, we discovered that. Get your avatar out there. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.